Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, please be seated. We, we welcome you to uh, an absolute amazing episode today. It's uh, Some of you may be a bit uh, like, oh my god, well, who's, who's that handsome voice? That's Matt Hoss. And we have a very special guest. We have, ladies and gentlemen, Laura Lax. Bam! Hello! This is not Dan Rhodes. Uh, and we're going to do the intro jingle now. Uh, and instead of having Dan Rhodes, we're going to have Laura Lex. Okay? So, um, can you just say, I'm Laura Lex. I'm Laura Lex. And we'll edit that in. Uh, so... Welcome to Myths. I'm Matt Hoss. And I'm Laura Lex. Whether you know about Theseus or you're revising your syllabus. If you want tales with a bit of jest or you just want to hear about incest. What? What? It's really interesting. Welcome to Myths. Welcome to Myths. Welcome to episode 38, everyone. Uh, Dan is away this week, and uh, we had a discussion to say uh, what we're going to do, because sometimes we part of bonus episodes, uh, but this week we thought we're not going to deprive you of a episode of Myths, because we know you love it. So, what we have, um, we have an amazing guest uh, today, Laura Lex, and she's going to be filling for Dan's part. So, are you excited about doing this? Today? I'm very excited. We were talking earlier, and it's an absolute pleasure to have you on, but uh, have, have you had much experience with Greek Myths before? Um... Well, actually, I did just finish listening to Stephen Fry's Mythos um, on my Audible subscription, and that was very fun. That is heresy on this podcast. Why? <laughs> no, I'm joking. Uh, uh, well, he's like our main rival, you know, like uh, Stephen Fry. We have, <laughs> we have beef together, you know? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I see. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, he mentions that in the foreword <laughs> to his book as well. Oh, now you're quoting his book. Okay, mm-hmm. that's it. Well, have you listened to this podcast before? We're, we're way better, you know. Has he eaten wheat bits on his podcast, his, his audio book? No, yeah, no. Yeah, yeah. Take dry. that fry, you loser. <laughs> uh, what have you got that we haven't got? Mm. Money, I assume, mm. yeah. And fame and credibility. No, leave that there. Um, so what was your favourite myth that you uh, that you talked about, uh, he talked about? Um, I liked the one where Apollo's son, something or other... Wanted to drive the chariot across the sky okay. and then messed it all up, and that's why we have deserts and the the poles and stuff. Uh, awesome. I liked that one. And I... then is it Helios that now pulls yes. the chariot ever yeah. since then? Yeah. So I can't, yeah, I kind of enjoyed that. I don't think we've actually covered that. So that's a bonus myth for you, right? Mm. There. So, uh, I can't there remember you what he was called though. That's the thing with Hephaestus or something. Hephaestus is the god of. Like, oh yeah, uh, that's the uh, little he... grim anyone. <laughs> um. <laughs> you know, I, yeah, I know what you said that too. <laughs> yeah, because uh, in all of the depictions, his fight is just kind of like uh, just kind of like this kind of gruesome monster. Yeah, is he like... the one that had to marry Aphrodite? Uh, yes, it was actually, and they um... and she was all mad at him and just cheats on him all the time. Yes, and that uh, seems sad for him. There's a fa- um, there's a story in the Aeneid where Hephaestus and Aphrodite they. Um, Basically, they're having it on in the bedroom, but the, all the gods are like, "Oh my god, Hespitus is doing that with Aphrodite." Yeah. They, they walk in and them and go, ha, 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 and they throw a net over them as well. So oh, that's nice. um, yeah, that's yeah. very similar to my love life. Uh, <laughs> 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 but yeah, Hespitus is like the he builds a lot of mm-hmm. armor for a lot of people like Achilles yeah. and then Aeneas, uh, Aeneas and stuff like that. So. Um, I, I did have a couple of questions to talk about myths, and we've kind of already done it organically, but I, I wanted to ask you, Laura, um, which Greek god reflects your personality the most? Um, oh, I don't know. I can never remember what any of them are called. 
<laughs> well, um, if you say their attributes, and I'll try and uh, match it up for you. The trouble with that is they're all either perfect or assholes, aren't they? <laughs> There's not really like a one that's. You know, because when you're trying to describe something as being like you, you want to go for something down the middle. Yeah, Whereas yeah. Whereas I feel like, well, I don't know, I don't really know them very well, but they're all sort of like... Yeah, for sure. The worst... I mean, Zeus is evil. We talk about Zeus quite a lot on this podcast, and we'll talk about him later on. Um, but, like, uh, Zeus is kind of, like, such a massive dickhead in the story. But yeah. like, Is there any other people that you kind of disliked in the, in the myths that you've listened to? Yeah, massively Zeus. Real problems with him from a modern feminist. Yes, yeah, right, right. And we, I say we will get into that later on as well because like he's a uh, he's a bit of a pig, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. and also Hera, like, oh, my husband raped you. Oh, time for me to punish you now. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, right. <laughs> oh, that's pleasant. Well done, Hera. Um, yeah, and that happens so often as well. Like, uh, it's always um, it, they kind of victim blame a lot of the. Oh, I tell you who I want to be. Yes. Um. Is it called Mes Mestes Metis Metis the Metis. one that like lives in Zeus's head, kind of messing with him? I think it rings a bell, but I she uh... like puts Athena into his thigh or something. Oh, okay, yes, yeah, I think yeah. she goes really small and gets in him, Again. and then is like a Jiminy Cricket style conscience in his brain for the rest of his life, I and like kind of puts that. little yeah. ideas into his head. She was kind of cool. Yes. I'll go for her. Yes. Brilliant answer. I love that. Um, and uh, so I realised, Laura, I haven't really introduced you as a person. <laughs> uh, uh, I'm sure people don't yeah, care. Well, but they <laughs> did, They will care. Uh, mm. uh, so how do we know each other, Laura? Um, well, I suppose originally we went to university together, but we didn't know each other at uni, did we? And well, I left by the time you started. Yes, because um, we, we both did the same course, yeah. Masters in Stand-Up, and both... So like, in many ways, I was a mythical creature at the university. Uh, you were, actually. Cause... When Matt was there. <laughs> we, we, we all talked about you, you know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then we met There's in so real many... life. You were, like, comatose for 30 days, knocked out. Um, yeah. Well, really, we met through the comedy circuit. I think... Yes. I feel like the first time, and I'm really bad for this, and I've probably forgotten, like, three times we met, but I feel like the first time I met you was in... Kent somewhere, like yes. Folkestone or something, doing your gig in that cafe. Ooh. That nice little cafe with the fairy lights. Wait, little one? art centery restaurant thing. Oh, God. Um, I came and oh, which did one? my hour or close? Oh, yes, yeah, it was Rochester, wasn't Rochester. it? Yeah, yeah, Rochester. Was that the first time we met? Uh, no, well, actually. Yeah, see, uh, I always do this. So... This is why I never ask how we know each other because <laughs> I've always forgotten. No, in all fairness, that was, I think that's the first time we professionally worked with each other, in all fairness. Um, oh, so that's cool. We just yeah. hung out as friends before and I forgot yeah. that. Cool. <laughs> You've got, I, Good one, Laura. Yeah, I wrote you like eight poems and stuff like that. It was really embarrassing. You are weird on the poems. Yeah. <laughs> right, they know that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, we did the course together. We knew you for that. Uh, mm. you, you compared uh, a couple of shows at the University of Kent. Uh, I did my third year stand-up and the fact I saw you do a show and I um I, I afterwards I kind of asked you for advice. Like, oh, what do I do in the comedy uh. Because, uh, again, I haven't even mentioned this, but... This is funny. (laughs) Sorry to interrupt you. You are the second person that I have forgotten meeting there because another (laughs) friend of mine this week, I was talking about how the first time I'd met them and they went, actually, no. The first time we met was that gig. And I was like, well, (laughs) clearly I took nothing in. (laughs) Did you do it on their podcast as well? No, they don't have a podcast. They're not as important as you. Yeah, take that, your friend. Uh, Robin Hatcher. Was it? 
Yeah. Oh, oh, oh my Just God. Just with the yeah. three half pints Yeah, on. yes. Yeah, I, I don't I remember did... them. Uh, uh, well, again, um, he's the next guest on there. Uh, no. Uh, <laughs> oh, wow. Well, so it's the alumni of uh, mm, Ken, you know. Yeah. Like, um, the, 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 a lot of great comedians have come out of that. Sam, of course, as well. Uh, you, um, me. Mm-hmm. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> no, um, people like Tina and Do, yeah. Uh, Jimmy McGee, uh, the noise as well. So mm-hmm. um, uh, I, I'm not sure. Do you know the noise next door? I'm the noise sure. next door? No. Yeah. It doesn't yeah. ring a bell now. I met you at that gig and I was like, oh, well, can I have advice? And you were like, okay, yeah, uh, just don't be jealous and just keep on working hard. And, Is that uh, what I said? Don't be jealous? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what <Do> you... an <laughs> idiot. <laughs> Do you agree with that now? Um, yeah, probably. What's stupid advice, though? Because it's like impossible to actually do that. Don't be jealous. Oh, okay, I'll switch that off then. Uh, Helpful. I, in all fairness, when I was at... Um, because I uh, I was your tech at Edinburgh Fringe this year as well, mm. and uh, in fact, in the last couple of episodes, we've been talking about um, stories from Edinburgh Fringe, and we'll get onto that in a second. However, uh, Edinburgh Fringe, uh, there were some hard days at Edinburgh, and mm. uh, and I was just there's some people who did really well, and I was like, God, why don't I have that? Mm. Why, why am I I'm not amazing and popular? And then I was like, remember that advice you gave me? I was like. Oh, don't be jealous, Matt Horse. And I wasn't jealous much. Uh, yeah, I think that's the thing, is you're going to feel jealous. And I do, all the time. Yeah. But I think I think what's really hard to do with comedy is to believe and to understand that there are not finite opportunities. Yes, right. So you see somebody getting something, and it's important not to go, oh, they've got that now, that's gone, I can't have yes, that. Yes, for sure. Yeah. Because that's not how it works. And if you create some opportunities, and there will always be more, and, yeah, I think that's mm. the thing that's hard to learn. Because I think that's kind of a root of where a lot of um, like really horrible feelings towards people come from, you know? Like when they say, oh, we're upping diversity quotas, and people go, well, that's 12 jobs that have gone to somebody that I couldn't get because of this. And you go... Yeah, but there aren't 20 jobs and yeah. no more. It's it's the creative art. So there are potentially a billion jobs. You yeah. you just have to find, find them. Yeah, and I've been doing that a lot recently, just trying to find my own path as well, trying mm. to like, figure out my own audience and stuff like that. Um, but I think it is sound advice to kind of like, yeah, just learn how to um, just be... I think it's... I've been listening to um, Johan Hari recently, and he says that... Um, you try and find sympathetic joy. So instead of being bitter towards that, people having a good time, uh, you have to be like, just be uh, positive and empathic mm. towards them as well. And it's it's a better way to live your life. It's less depressing as well. Yeah. Right? Um, well, that got very deep very quickly. Mm. But um, so uh, um, tell me, uh, since I was your tech at Edinburgh and you did one of my favourite shows of all time, and you are my favourite comedian of all time, so uh, uh, like this is if anything, this, is, this isn't even a podcast. I just <laughs> I've learned, I just set up this fake uh, fake uh, podcast just to. Uh, have you on uh but um yeah so um did you have a nice edinburgh uh yeah i did i had a, a successful edinburgh yes. and uh like 70 percent happy edinburgh and... <laughs> that's good yeah that's great for edinburgh um, usually it's like 20 plus uh, yeah. that's but that's no i think um speaking um uh, as uh, as your techie i think that you had an amazing show uh people really really loved it and uh uh, I think uh, you won lots of awards as well. Oh, I won one. <laughs> <laughs> you That's won lots. A... <laughs> That's lots of them. <laughs> but, yeah. Well, and you, you were nominated for a lot as well, right? Mm, no. Oh, have I just made... Oh, uh, maybe I just made up... A... I, I, I remember talking to I don't to think you... I got nominated for anything. 
Did I? No. Little, uh, Moose Moose, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, yes, that prestigious song <laughs> that I have in no way forgotten about. Yes, I did get nominated for that. That was good, wasn't it? It's, um, it's nice that I've effectively become your PR. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That happened. Yeah, that yeah. was nice. That was fun. But yeah, um, I think, yeah, and yeah, I think uh, Edinburgh is really fun. Do you have any funny stories uh, you, you want to retell from your Edinburgh days? No. <laughs> <laughs> I, um, I, do you know what honestly in yeah. terms of Edinburgh at the moment I'm in like I'm in like a blind panic of not being able to squash that feeling of I've written the best thing I'm ever going to write yeah well I think um, to speak earnestly though I think I think everyone feels that yeah. it's like it's what uh, I remember listening to an interview uh, basically a comedian will talk about that when they're doing their show um and once they've mastered it if you know what i mean they, they've kind of got the best possible show they've produced out of it it feels like a nice um it's like, like your shoes have been worn in you like mm. you, they're comfortable and but you've got to try on new shoes and it's a bit tight and it's hard to kind of feel now but eventually they'll become even stronger and more durable yeah. uh, and i know that's hard to overcome but equally i think that if anyone can do it you can definitely do it yeah i think i hope i will it's just that thing of sitting down with a blank piece of paper again and churning out new ideas and wondering if there's a theme or what do I want to talk about because I think I put so much into the last show that really was massive on my mind mm-hmm. and I don't know whether the next show will be a continuation of that. I feel like it naturally will be because I do tend to just talk <clears throat> talk abstractly about what I'm into at the time but oh, it's hard, like looking at things and thinking, like, is this, is this good? <laughs> what am I talking about? Am I just churning out for the sake of it? But I think you do just have to churn out loads yes. and wait for something to strike as being... But then again, as you said, like, in all fairness, I've only seen the end product. I haven't seen the, the preview process and that kind of uh, that element of editing. Mm. Uh, I only saw the, the fringe process. But even at the fringe process, I saw a lot of refinement. Yeah, you know what I mean? oh, but, totally. So uh, you, uh, you have a... In terms of your track record of your previous shows, they've all been very good, and you've always been getting better and better. If you know mm. what I mean, like, uh, uh, and I feel that the point being is that um, Laurelex is uh, quality controlled. If you know what I mean, you uh, everything you do is a mark of quality. If you know what I mean, so I think that regardless of whatever show it is and whatever you talk about, it's still going to be your show. With it's very independent to you. Um, but also it's going to be a mark of success. If you know I mean. But I think that's a very easy thing to say <clears> and a very flattering thing to say and I'm very grateful to you for having that opinion. But also, I think that does it a disservice ever so slightly as oh, to fair. how to pull a show together because no. the amount of sifting that mm. goes on to pull a show that is that tight together... You have to produce so much stuff, and I and I'm tr- I'm not trying to be all like, oh, woe is me. Please flatter me and tell me why I'm great. It, I'm just saying, there's that thing in the back of your head of feeling that pressure that Edinburgh is such a short cycle that creatively mm-hmm. it isn't long enough. Mm-hmm. That we only finished. When did we finish? The thirtieth of August yes, or whatever. Yeah. Came home. It's now whatever it is, mid October. So that was only six weeks ago, mm-hmm. and there's really only three months until brochure deadline for next year. Mm -hmm. So in order to be in the brochure next year and have a confident selling of the new show, there's got to be a nugget of idea ready Mm -hmm. by February. Yeah. And 
And that's hard. That's mm-hmm. really hard to say, I'm going to put £10,000 on the line and by February I'll be confident enough in this nugget of an idea. Yeah. Because with trying, the one I've just done, I, ha- I had two years to do that. Yes, because yeah, I did, wasn't there in 2017. So that process was so much longer. I had a whole year just to sift ideas around and mm-hmm. wait and see what was interested in. So when I sat down to really pull a show together, I had about two hours of material Mm -hmm. that could be streamlined into an hour. Gotcha, yeah. Whereas it's very different starting from nothing and trying to generate Yes, yeah. I think, yeah, I know what you mean. Uh, I think the point I tried to make earlier was um, I think that, yeah, whilst you are a great comedian, I think you're also a great editor as well, so you're able to... I I know what you mean, so you're... it feels like you're picking from a smaller pool, if you know what I mean. Mm. Like, uh, but I don't know. I feel that even if you... Th- uh, firstly, I think that the pool is infinite, if you know what I mean. Uh, I think it may look shallow and depleted, but I feel that you're still able to really... You can find, like, dirt in a snowstorm, if you know what I mean. If you know what you're looking for. Yeah. Which is the yes, problem with an yeah. Edinburgh show, is that... What are you looking for? Mm. Sorry, that's my baby pigeons making all that noise out there. I have twin baby pigeons on my balcony at the moment. What are the names? Oh, they don't actually have names because they're not mine. Okay, So I haven't named them. Maybe I should. Um... I, th- I think you put uh, you, tw- you tweeted about it ironically, but uh, uh, you you said that uh, they kind of uh, they look like Jake Peralta when they have mm, fringe tips, and I yes. was like, that is the most perfect tweet I've ever <laughs> seen in my life. They do. Baby pigeons are born yellow, um, really fluffy yellowy colour but not a pretty they're not pretty baby birds <laughs> they're horrible um, if you're interested find me on Instagram I've got some pictures of them when they were really tiny on there um, but and then overnight practically they go into tiny pigeons mm-hmm. after about two weeks we went away for a night and I came back and suddenly all the yellow had gone and they'd gone grey but yeah they really look like they've got frosted tips when they're born <laughs> they're horrible looking things yeah well you know um, do uh, where, where can people follow you on Instagram uh, Lex Laura. Lex Laura, cool. Yeah. Um, I, you know, I, I'm sorry that you feel that way, but I, I hope you. Uh, no, no, I'm not trying to. Ma- I feel no. like I've come across a woe is me now, no, no, and like no. well, I'm, I'm just trying no. to. Edinburgh's just very odd, and I think there is that thing if you look at comics who are who you like, mm-hmm. and you think, oh, Felicity Ward could never do a bad Edinburgh show. She's so interesting and stuff, but. Yeah. That is hours and hours and hours of sitting and staring and rinsing every idea that goes past your yeah. brain in order to see if it's got anything. Yeah, yeah. Um, and that's quite daunting when you've only got nine months to do it. Yeah. That's not yeah. the way creativity should work, in yeah. my opinion. Okay. I'm sorry. But uh, equally, though, um, are you are you touring your show much? Or are you doing any of your slots or mm, festivals? I'm taking drying. It will be... In Nottingham on the 5th of November. Hey, that's actually... The fun. same night you're on, isn't yes, it? Yes, because uh, this actually comes out on the 5th of November. So, if you if you live in Nottingham, uh, uh, we have a lot of fans from Nottingham, and uh, the, what, what, what is the accent for Nottingham, you know? Oh, try to say every word, pronouncing as few of the letters as possible. So, in, <laughs> instead of Nottingham, Nottingham. Yeah, well, we... Uh, there's a reoccurring joke in um, in the podcast where uh, Dan and I we, we believe that the accent for Nottingham is a Nottingham like like that. Oh, so okay. I'm not sure how offensive that is, but don't don't dwell on it. Uh, but uh, <laughs> but yeah, so um, we're actually doing a Nottingham Corny Festival on the fifth of November. So if you listen to this straight away and you live in Nottingham, 
come along. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if if that, I mean <laughs> that's a tight turnaround, isn't it? But uh, but yeah. Um, and are you doing any other festivals as well? Yeah, I will be at the Brighton Comedia on the seventeenth of November. If there are any tickets left, that one's selling quite fast. And then uh, from the twentieth to the twenty third of February, I'll be at the Soho Theatre in London. Awesome. Um, yeah, I think we should. Uh, Head into the myth, unless there's anything else that we should say. Uh, oh, oh, maybe I'll ask you a couple of bits and bobs. <clears throat> uh, oh, uh, how many how many episodes of this podcast have you listened to? If it's zero, don't worry. Oh, 37. 37, get in, yes. Oh, yeah, that is the correct answer. If, mm. if it was any less, I would have to throw you up yeah. of your own house. Technically 37 <laughs> and a half, because I have listened to <laughs> during the recording of this one. <laughs> if you haven't listened to a single thing, so... <laughs> My answers have been spot on, now, bearing in mind I'm not listening to you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's actually just a recording. Like, yeah, you should... <laughs> That's very Um so uh, there's a couple of because um, Dan isn't here. I need to find someone. Uh, you're a very great guest so far, but I need to make sure you're up for the task for doing the myth. Okay, mm-hmm. I think it'll be ace at it. But uh, I've just got a couple of interview questions to make sure you're okay. Right. Uh, okay. Firstly, are you uh, are you bad at maths? Bad at maths. Yeah, are you bad at maths. Uh, no. Okay, that's that's gonna that's gonna hinder you know, the because Dan's very bad at maths. Oh. So, so, um, can you? Uh, I knew that because I just. Yeah. <laughs> <to it. laughs> no. Yep. Uh, can you frequently mispronounce Greek words? Yes. Oh, oh. I can definitely do that. That's, that's one out of two. Good, good. Uh, are you able to talk over me at every possible sentence? Because Dan does that every I don't time really it... think that I would be very good at that, actually. Okay. And, uh, that was a joke, because I did it just then. I know. See? It was very good. <laughs> uh, do you like Weetabix? If so, how many drinking you could eat in the space of an hour? Um, I don't like Weetabix, no. Well, I like... They're so boring. That's actually, in all fairness, like that Dan is like that, but that's actually a correct answer because wheat bix are boring. You know what I mean? For square, super so, boring. Yeah, we're, we're cool, Laura. So we don't eat. Wheat-a-bix. I mean, we're not cool. We're doing a myth podcast. <laughs> <laughs> we How? are. You listened to thirty-seven and a half episodes of this. How you can't ruin it now, Laura? No, okay. <laughs> and finally, do you have any facts about peregrine falcons? Oh, I've met a peregrine falcon this year. Tell me. Uh, uh, I went to Dubai to do some shows. Yeah, how was that? And I went and saw a falcon show because the falcon is the... Um, I was going to say spirit animal. That's what, <laughs> what, what do I mean? The, like, emblem animal yes, that's um, like the, the... for the United Arab Emirates. Mm-hmm. Um, and I found out that peregrine falcons uh, are not native to the UAE, but they do migrate through there. And the Bedouin tribes originally would catch one <laughs> early in the year train it over a couple of weeks, use it all through the time when the falcons were there, and then at the end of the season, let it go, and it would carry on on the migration. And uh, they didn't keep them all year round because it was too hot. must have been the winter because it's too hot for falcons to live there in the summer. So they've only been able to breed falcons in the UAE since the invention of air conditioning. There you go. That's everything I know about peregrine falcons. I, because... I must be the only person in the world who know, has no facts about peregrine falcons, but <laughs> in one of the podcasts, Dan just started rattling up a lot of facts about them. In fact, but... I've got a video of a peregrine falcon taking some bait from a thingy, and I'll send it to you and you can put it up with... Yes, yes. <laughs> okay. I, I'm i genuinely overwhelmed by that. Anyway, let's, I think it's time for the myth, everyone. Uh, so 
So, uh, today we have a, a brand new myth. It's a one-off, because uh, we just finished uh, uh, the Oristaya, which is, um, as you've listened mm-hmm. to earlier. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. yeah um, and before that, we did the Troy series. So, this is just a one-off myth uh, today. Uh, and it's from uh, it's about Idas and Marpissa. Now, have you ever heard of those names mm, before? No. No. Uh, to be honest, I don't really know the story very well. Uh, but it's very reminiscent of quite a lot of Greek stuff. And... Um, as as we mentioned in the in the intro, there's a lot of stuff that uh, we've covered already. But um, okay. yeah, so you, when when I'm saying these things, you tell me what you think, you know, because uh, <laughs> <laughs> there's some right bastards in today. Okay, so this is the story of Idas and Marpessa. The story of Idas and Marpessa is a myth of love. These two characters prove that love and eternal devotion cannot be conquered by sword, power, beauty, or glory. Marpessa was a young maiden who sometimes who sometime in her life found herself in the need to choose a husband between a mortal and a god. What was her decision? <laughs> we'll find out. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, by the way, uh, just to let you know, Laura, when me and Dan pick these stories, we don't really read through them. So, like, uh, if there's any, like... Uh, yeah, we, we, we're kind of like... We like to vibe it, you know? Sure. Yeah. We're very professional. Dude, yeah. it's a free podcast. Why would, you, why would you prep for it? No. no that, see, that's what they like, you know. They, they like, <laughs> we like the very the raw honesty yeah, of it. Yeah. Um, so, Marpessa was the only daughter of Evenus, a king, or, uh, the king of Aetolia. And he, uh, she was also the granddaughter of Ares, the god of war. Oh, yeah. I know him. Yeah, yeah. Know yeah. him personally, do you? Yeah. yeah. Uh, have you met... Does he do stand-up as well? or No. Oh, just just family friend. Yeah, Stephen Fry introduced me. Oh, what? 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 Get out! Suck it, Matt Huss. Really happy to be on the Myths and Legends podcast. Thanks. What? That Thanks get... for having me on. My oh house. my god! <laughs> <laughs> You've double burned me. <laughs> Why would you do this to me? <laughs> I thought you were my friend, Laura Lex. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Please do not dis- uh, like Myths and Legends. Um, you know, bunch of shortlands, you know. Uh, <laughs> Marpissa grew up to be a very beautiful and noble girl. Well, that's good, because if there was a woman in one of these myths that wasn't beautiful, God, wouldn't it just tear the whole place apart? <laughs> Every single frickin' one of them is the most beautiful woman right, you've ever seen, it, right, that, you barely look at her. It's almost like, you know, they're objectifying her mm. or something. Uh, <laughs> This is, you know, I'm only, only like 2% into the uh, and already. <laughs> it's like having my drunk auntie in here. <laughs> <laughs> right. Evenus, uh, her father, was very possessive of his daughter, and he wanted her to remain by his side throughout her life. He also trained so her... So he was Donald Trump? Yes, right. Oh okay. my God, okay. yes. Picturing him as Donald Trump. Ivanka is um, the daughter one, whatever she was called. Yes. Uh, 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 yeah, I think that's a good... good... Should I try and do a Donald Trump impression? No, okay. No. okay. Thank you, because uh, <laughs> I, 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 I do some work for the BBC at the moment, and uh, for a radio show, and uh, they're like, oh, who who in the writer's room can do a David Attenborough impression? And I was like, oh, I can, I can. I can't. <laughs> so, if you what listen, a time to find out. Yeah, <laughs> live on radio. <laughs> it was heavily edited. So, um, even this was very possessive. He also trained her to become a young warrior as well. Evenus did not want to get his daughter married to any prince or any other man. He planned a wise strategy to get rid of the men who were eager to marry Marpessa. He announced that any prince who wants to marry Marpessa will first have to defeat her father 
in a chariot race. Now, Laura, um, mm-hmm. I'm under, uh, if I understand correctly, you are a married woman. I am. Did you have to, uh, um, did any suitors have to, you know, beat your father in a chariot race? No, no, Dad was pretty chill, really. <laughs> what a lame huh? Yeah. <laughs> but not, not it's even like, like he didn't even care about me. <laughs> Like I wasn't his possession to give away. Imagine, oh my God, Laura! Weird. <laughs> That's a weird thing to do, right? Like uh, it's uh, he. Well, uh, even as um, Zori, very strange, and with his daughter anyway. But it's it's an odd thing to do to force force uh, uh, suitors to race him in battle. It's, uh, and it's also not fair because um, in fact we find out that whoever races, and if you lose you'll face death and decapitation. Um, well, I suppose it me- it means that they have to genuinely want to marry her or they wouldn't bother. Yes. But I kind of feel like it all comes down to the horses. Well. So unless she's marrying him to a horse. <laughs> he's marrying her to a horse, sorry. Yeah, yeah. yeah that... The driver seems irrelevant. Well, that's a different Greek myth. Mm. <laughs> the horse marriage. Um, but well... There was one where they turned someone into a horse, wasn't it? Or was it a cow? Uh, well, Zeus turned his mistress into a cow to yes, hide her from here. Yes, those Io um, in episode number two of Myths, uh, Juno and her rivals, uh, and what? Yeah, essentially turned into a, Io into a cow, and her family was like, "Oh, um, where where's this cow come from?" And I was like, "I'm a cow. Please help me." Yeah. Like, Just mooing, mate. Uh, uh, so there's a lot of similarities as well. Um, Evenus was sure of his success because um, he had been given by Ares, his dad, uh, some very strong horses. Uh, so he's already fixed the race already. Mm-hmm. The results of the race is coming as expected. Many princes have lost their lives and their heads in the carriage race. Uh, this is actually very similar to Pelops. Have you heard of Pelops by chance? Yeah, episode 17. You're actually very close. Episode 19. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna, I'll say that again. You can yeah, kind of okay. get it right if you want. Oh, have you heard of Pelops before? Yeah, episode 19. Yeah, well done. You're, you're our biggest fan. Woo-woo! <laughs> <laughs> uh, he he also had to race um, uh, his he had to race the dad of someone he fancied uh, in a chariot race, but he got rid of the uh, the axle in the chariot and his chariot fell apart and he died. Oh. Sad, isn't it? Mm. Uh, but however, this is where it deviates. Uh, the last turn uh, and the last suitor was Idas, the prince of Messenia uh, in the Peloponnese. He was the son of Atherius and Arene. He was confident that he would win the race because he had the support of a winged chariot uh, given by gift uh, from Poseidon, the sea god. Uh, Idas indeed um, won the race and he demanded Marpessa for his, uh, his bride uh, like the father had promised. However, he might might be shocked here, but however, Evenus did not want to keep his promise and he tried to prevent Idas from getting married to his daughter. Uh, this is when the young and impulsive man uh, tried to uh, kidnap Marpessa. He grabbed her and flew away on the winged chariot of Poseidon. So his uh, the father, uh, he won the race. The father was like, um, sorry, you're not going to get her because he's not willing to give her up. So he kidnaps her. Uh, so this isn't great feminist-wise, is it? Because uh, she is, um, Marpessa's kind of caught in the middle of this. Her father doesn't want to give her up and he's a liar, but also... Uh, I just kidnapped so and I think they're both men are in the wrong, right? Mm. Uh, uh, just any uh, advice to any uh, young men out there? Don't kidnap w- women, you know. It's just you know, be nice to them. I'm a feminist. <laughs> <laughs> um, so he grabbed her and they flew away in the winged chariot. Having lost every single hope in his life, Evenus was so depressed. 
so depressed that he drowned himself in a river. The river was named after him. It runs through the south part of Italia and flows into the Ionian Sea. Now, uh, this happens quite a lot in the mythology. Uh, lot people die in certain rivers and they just get named after them. Um, so, it's a cool way to go out. It's quite dramatic from Evenus, though. Like, his daughter's kidnapped. Instead yeah, of does he not have a wife or other children? Yeah, <laughs> well, maybe so. He's, just, he's very uh, very particular about Marpissa, apparently, if you know what I mean. Sure. Uh, but also, he doesn't bother to try and even save her or whatever. He's like, well, I guess that's it. I'm not, not going to even bother walking or sending a message. Just drown. Well, it's... I guess he did fly away. Yeah. Well, you know. If you haven't got wings, you're pretty... But, he, but his father's Aries, so maybe, you know, like... Surely he could do something about it? Yeah. Yeah. Well. Wow. I'm sensing lots of holes in this story. Because, <laughs> like, for example, Marpessa thus far doesn't have any shred of a personality. Yeah. She is just a beautiful person. <laughs> she, um, she could literally be a cardboard cutout at yeah, this point. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's, it's quite... Yeah. I, I When... Before... Picking this this myth, uh, I, I messaged Laura and I was like, "Oh, do you want, do you want a happy one or a or a sad one?" And she goes, "A happy one, please." But I realised this isn't a happy one, is it? It's just less sad than the rest of them. It's just in the other ones. Um, <laughs> so Idas and Marpessa reached Messini, uh, the place where Idas is from, and they spent the night in a nearby temple. The next morning, when Idas woke up, he realised that Marpessa was missing. Apollo had seen the girl during the night and had stolen her. So Apollo steals the girl mm-hmm. away from him. So uh, again, so she's been her father drowns. Uh, he kidnaps her, and also Apollo kidnaps her. Double kidnap. Uh, again, if you're a young man, please don't kidnap any women. <clears throat> or anybody, really. <laughs> wow. It's not just a women thing. It's, <laughs> it's more of a yeah, kidnapping I, thing. Yeah, please don't kidnap anyone. Um, we're a very moral, <laughs> moral podcast. So, Idas got extremely angry at Apollo. He ran after him with the winged chariot and prepared for a deadly war to get his beloved girl back, who he had known for 20 minutes. Um, but I, I'm not quite sure where you follow, try and find a, a god, but um, apparently he, he um, just went into the sky. However, eventually, Apollo and Idas came face to face and set their swords on one another. The fight began and lasted for many hours. Do you reckon if you were to ever fight a god, how long would you last, Laura? Oh, I'd win in seconds. Oh my god, yeah. Uh, if you if you, you if you had to fight any god, who would it be? Oh, one of the ones I've heard of, probably. <laughs> um. <laughs> <Any>, uh, Zeus? <laughs> yeah, uh, um, maybe, I think you could probably beat Dionysus. He he, he seems like a winged de- definitely. Yeah, sure. Well, so you could probably fox any of them. They're all thick as pig shit. <laughs> So it wouldn't take that much to sort of outfox one of them, would it? With Zeus, you just go look over there. There's some breasts that have been left unguarded, and then you stab him in the side while he's drooling over. I might have to replace you, Dan. <laughs> See, Dan, I think, yeah, he doesn't give the same criticisms as you. <laughs> Oh, dearie me. Uh, From the dawning to the sunset, the two men were fighting for their love. The fight was tough and merciless. After so many hours, the two rivals were still even. The hard sounds of the swords could be heard uh, on Mount Olympus, and they could be heard so much that it started to be annoying for the rest of the gods. This is when Zeus decided to interfere and stop this useless battle. 
So, 50 quid says Zeus has sex with this Marpessa before <laughs> this myth is over. You know what? Uh, the other one I didn't choose for you today, that, that is the ending. <laughs> Zeus! But every story is always like, uh, Zeus, like, he's like, um, he's like Kevin James. He's like, oh, look, mm. oh no, just had sex with oh, a girl. fell into her. Ridiculous. <laughs> but I like it how Zeus has no moral centre whatsoever. No. So he, he, like, the only reason he stops the battle is because it's annoying. Mm. He's like, hey, hey, quiet. The thing is, I do kind of prefer these gods to the, like, um, monotheist yes. gods that are all righteous and stuff. And then you go, oh, except for the points where you get angry and smite everyone. Are you a perfect being or are you a humanoid well, like thing? At least these ones are sort of built on foibles. Yes. Yeah, I think you're, you're absolutely correct there. And the, 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 I think the reason why we really engage with these stories is because the, the gods are so imperfect, mm. you know what I mean? And Zeus is uh, so such an immoral being as well. Yeah. Um, even though he's, supposed, he's shown as being the, the king of the gods as well. Uh, so Zeus stops the fighting. Uh, and it's quite weird that this random prince uh, fights Apollo and survives. He's yeah. literally fighting a god. You know what I mean? That's And uh, I, I checked another source because I'm, pro- I'm proper professional. We have two sources mm-hmm. on this. That's the only time we've ever done it. Um, but um, apparently like uh, they've been fighting for hours and they said the only reason he survived was because he's quite a good swordsman. It was like, how shit is Apollo at fighting? Um Anyway, so this is the kind of the grand decision, and Laura, get prepared for some absolute character, uh, some uh, and a lovely character arc from Arpessa here. Oh, okay. don't tell me she Please stop fighting! I can't bear it. <laughs> Again, eerily close. <laughs> How are you feeling so far about this podcast? Yes, it's very good. <laughs> See, I, w- I bet you wish you didn't listen to all of it. <laughs> <laughs> um. Since the fight between the two brought no result, Zeus asked Marpessa to choose uh, herself between the two of them. Marpessa took a look at both men and stood there uncertain. At one... How was she uncertain <laughs> at this point? How was she not going, neither, thank you. I would prefer not to be forced to choose between the two people that have kidnapped me and then yeah. ignored me while they fight each other. For longer than either of them have known me. You actually raised a really good point there, because what is she doing when they're fighting as well? Just sitting there, like, wander off, girl. I mean, maybe she... No, you can't say she's asking for it, but wander off, lady. Yeah, you know, maybe she's just... (laughs) Uh, Yeah, it's it's very problematic, this. Um, uh, But also, you know, uh, Zeus is actually... In these situations, Zeus uh, it actually gives her a choice as well. It's nice. Oh, that he... that's progressive, isn't it? <laughs> You're right, Matt. What was I thinking? Sorry, I didn't even mean that, that is way. Nice. <laughs> I mean... Which tit would you like cut off? Oh, you are such a gentleman. Thank you. Thanks so much for giving me a woman's right to choose between her two kidnappers. Great. I think I picked the wrong myth. Original kidnapper or fresh new kidnapper in Minty Fresh? Which one would you prefer? Obviously you're going to go with Apollo, surely. He's a bloody god. She doesn't, she's an idiot. Well, at one part, um, uh, she had to choose... um, uh, the, she she could choose the divine Apollo, the most handsome and attractive man she'd ever seen. He's a god, but we'll look past that. Apollo could give her anything she wanted. Glory, power, and a lot of gifts. Women love gifts. Mm. <laughs> However, Apollo was a god. Ageless, and therefore, unfaithful by nature. 
I'm not sure she would have got that from the kidnapping already, but uh, uh, she cannot trust him uh, that he would stay. She can't trust either of them. <laughs> Both of them have kidnapped her. She's only been gone from her home for like 10 yeah. minutes, you know what I mean? Like, it's ridiculous. Oh. <laughs> uh, so she could not trust him that he would stay by her side for all of her life, even when Marpessa would grow old and lose her beauty. And that was her, literally her only <laughs> defining <laughs> No, she's also indecisive. We know her beautiful and indecisive, also a bit slow because <laughs> she's not taken this raging battle to wander off. Oh my god. She she could have nothing else but a short relationship with the god, and that would soon come to an end. And she would be left alone and heartbroken. Although. Which, you know, again, if she wanted to not do that, that, you know. I don't know. I'm very confused now. Um, Listen, the myth is called Ida and Marpessa. And we go out on a limb and say that she goes off with Ida. On the other side, Idis was not handsome whatsoever. <laughs> oh no! Uh, I imagine that. Um, in fact, uh, in the yeah, uh, so Idis was not a handsome uh, was not a handsome man. He had the brutality of a warrior all over him, and he learned to live toughly. He loved her though, <laughs> and proved his love many times. Oh, but he <laughs> loves me. Don't mean it. He loves me. I, it, I said he proved his love many times, but I don't know when. When did he prove his love? When he like. On the winged chariot? I don't know. Life with him would be um, mortal and simple, but at least she would have a committed, faithful relationship for mm. all of her life. <laughs> yes, that's the main thing to go for. It doesn't matter who is there, as long as someone is. That's what we look for in a relationship, isn't it? Just any warm body to curl up next to. <laughs> it's like you've read my diary. <laughs> I hate this myth. <laughs> Life. I wish Dad was here, so I wasn't. <laughs> Don't stop. Right, you can't cut me out of the. <laughs> you can't boot me off the podcast. <laughs> if you if you got that Missing Legends podcast, or if you meet it with Stephen Fry, I will cry instantly. Um, Marpessa immediately made up her mind. She turned down Apollo and chose Idas as her husband. Husband, by the way, not as boyfriend. Why not- are we going to date? <laughs> They haven't even had a single line of conversation with each other. He just grunted and fought for her. Apollo left the battlefield disgrace and promised not to hurt any of them or take any revenge. He's he's very mature. Yeah, Apollo. that's kind. Uh, in all fairness, very good. That that is the most rational that any of them's ever acted. Sure. <laughs> and finally, Idas and Marpessa got married, presumably that afternoon, and lived happily ever after. I call bullshit on that. <laughs> That's the end of this. Myth. Well, that was great. Thanks for sharing, <laughs> Laura. I, I'm not sure. I'm like I'm not. I'm not the best at reading people, but I get a feeling you that might be your favourite myth ever. Hmm. It's a thin one, that isn't it? Yeah. Because they don't have any character drive whatsoever, is it? So it's hard to kind of get on board with any of them <clears throat> because you're just sort of going like, eh. I I actually got that from a website. That says Greek myths most famous and uh, the be- the biggest and best lovers in Greek mythology and apparently they're they're one of the best relationships in the entirety of Greek mythology right there. Mm. Doesn't that give you uh, hope? Mm. <laughs>
Hey there, my name is Matt Huss, and in this link, I have an American accent, and I advocate the safe use of Miss Podcasts in small doses. Okay, so what did you think of that overall, Laura? I, um, I thought it was lacking. Yeah, in all fairness, um, because we've done quite a lot of these myths now, we've done a lot of them, and it's quite, we have to find a lot which... Like smaller myths now, and mm-hmm. so I think we kind of get to some of the weird ones like this. So it's a bit uh, more esoteric and a bit stranger. So, uh, but um, thank you for like, for coming on. Uh, I think you're, uh, I think you highlighted a lot of the the plot holes in there. Well, so. I think I just I want a bit more from it. Like, why is Poseidon giving him a wing chat? Yes. What's the connection there? I want to know that. Um, I want to know the dad. Why, why is he so into this daughter? Like, I feel like there's a lot missing from around the edges of this that would be the illustrations that you wanted to really get into it mm-hmm. yeah i think you're completely right there and um i wish we had that detail but what what usually happens in like 10 episodes time we'll find out the actual reason because they mm. all kind of interconnect inc- yeah. you know what i mean however um laura as you're a big fan of this podcast you will know that we mark this uh this... out of 40 Yes, you got it right. Um, not because I told you beforehand, uh, but uh, we we do it on four different categories. Mm-hmm. We have life skills, the practical things we learnt, mm-hmm. m- morals, the ethical things that we learn. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that's going to be quite high. Uh, creativity, the the things about the story which uh, we kind of liked, and uh, the WTF factor, the things that go, what the fuck. Mm-hmm. So um, uh, we're gonna uh, we'll start with life skills, so the practical things we learn. Um, for example, we will learn how to win a ch- chariot horse race. Yeah. Yep. We um we learnt uh, how to kidnap someone twice. Yeah. We we learned we can sleep in the temple. We learned. Um. Yeah, we learned. <laughs> we learned how to fight. Uh, yeah, we did learn how to fight. Um, yeah. we learned fighting is annoying. Yes, and loud. Yeah, yeah very yeah. loud. Right. We we learned that um. You can only really make a decision if the King of Gods tells you to do so. Yeah. Um, I guess we learned how to drown. That's a oh, valuable yeah, yeah, life skill. True, true. Um, we learned that. We learned how to be a good dad. <laughs> yes, a very Protective good dad. dad. Well, we we learned that if someone lies to you, um, it, you're it, you can just kidnap someone straight away. Yeah. I think that's pretty much it. I'd say it's quite a thin myth, uh, so there's not too much else really. Practi- practical, practically speaking, not much. Uh, oh, uh, we learned that you can get married and without having a line of conversation or have a date. That's quite good. Mm-hmm. Well, we knew that anyway. Yeah, <laughs> from our own relationships. Um, yeah. <laughs> there's so many. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. I think this is kind of below average. I would say. Uh, so maybe like a three or a four. What what do you think? What, what, if you had to mark out a ten, what would you say? For things I learned. Yeah, out of all those things. Um, oh yeah, I'd say maybe a four. Four, four out of ten. I think, I think that's fair. Uh, some morals, the ethical things we learned. Um, I think we learned negatively. <laughs> yeah, well, um, think... morals because everybody was an asshole and everybody got what they wanted. Yes. Um... So minus six. <laughs> That's not how this podcast works, Laura. Well, I'm the co-host. And, yeah, I, um, actually, should, should we do that for a one-off? Too? <laughs> no, I don't want to mess with your no. um, with your Time. scoring system. No. But I, I can't give it more than a one because <laughs> everybody behaved badly and nobody learned anything. Nobody changed any of their behaviour. So I'm going for a, like a, a flat zero. <laughs> okay. Uh, well, let's. what kind of things did we learn negatively then? Um, we learned that kidnapping works. Yes. We learned that there's no comeuppance for fighting. 
Yeah. Um, we learned that being beautiful will get you a husband, regardless of how you behave or who you are. Yeah. Um. Don't listen to women. Cheat at things. Yeah. Um. Yeah, uh, we learned. Breaking into temples is fine. Yes. Um. Yeah. I don't. I don't. I just can't think of a single good thing we learned there. So the way it works is like we we um. I think. Let's give it nine. No, I'm joking. Um, I think uh, in terms of the... So we kind of list all the things which are kind of wrong with it, in terms of morally speaking. Mm-hmm. So um, I think, maybe again, maybe like a... I'm, I'm going to say a three. A three. I'm saying zero. What did you learn that was good in that myth, Matthew? <laughs> what is your three based on? Give me three things that you learned. We <laughs> learned how to be a protective dad. Learned how to... Overprotective, so that's not good. We learned to deny our daughter's <laughs> bodily autonomy. Okay. You know what, Laura? I think you are... No, I'm open to persuasion, You've got to justify this three. No, I think... You know what? I think you're right. <laughs> I, right. We don't really give zeros. I'm going to give a one out of ten. No, because we didn't <laughs> learn anything. How can we not give Fine. a zero? We didn't learn anything. <laughs> Okay, zero. Zero. If you can justify that one, then I'll. I'll. I'm happy to. Uh, but we. Uh, I, I guess uh, Marpes is happy in the end. Albeit Stockholm syndrome. Mm-hmm. And morally, what's happiness got to do with morals? Um. T- okay, zero. <laughs> I don't want to be a hard ass, Matt, but I just feel like all these points have to be earned. I. I feel- I feel like you, Laura. Can you go through a back catalogue and just kind of re-review? Can you like? No, please don't make me listen to them again. <laughs> creativity. <laughs> what creativity? Right, creativity was interesting. I liked. Um, I liked that we named a river. That was creative. Yes, that's good. Yeah. Um, the chariot race was fun. Yeah. We uh, had lots of gods brought in. Creative. We had a flying chariot. That was fun. Uh, a battle between a man and a god. That's pretty yeah. creative. We could have done with a bit more description of that battle. Yeah. But still, I liked it. Um, I uh, we learnt that um, uh, the kind. Of, I guess it's like the creation story of Marpes and Ida's relationship because they they seem to be quite a, um, not famous, but they seem to be known renowned in the mythology. If you know what I mean, so this is a kind of origin mm-hmm, story for them, I suppose. Mm-hmm. Um, again, it's it's quite a snappy pod. Um, episode but i think it's um maybe like a five or six or something like that no, i was gonna say six yeah six okay There's some nice touches in there but could have been more and finally i think this might score score decently in this um the wtf factor what laura did anything in this podcast make you go well that's fucked up yeah all of it <laughs> let's list it so uh overprotective dad uh well that didn't make me go like that because that is that's just a thing well, that happens. Well, I think it's more um, in, in this section. It's kind of like uh, stuff which is weird or um, out, out out of the ordinary. If you know what I mean. Oh, okay. Marpessa then. Yeah, 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 yeah. The entirety of this. Her entire character made me go. Yes, the right. Fuck is wrong with you? Yeah, and the fact she didn't leave the battle. Yeah, it, and then oh. she just went. Oh, okay, pick one, shall I? <laughs> yeah, cool, brilliant. Um, I guess I'll have the one that. Um, Oh, let me think. I could have one that's going to lose interest and wander off and I could have my life back. Um, I could go for this really gross bloke. 
who sounds horrible, <laughs> but um, but he's always going to be here. Yeah, that sounds good. Oh, lovely. Do I choose between the one that will leave me from uh, and ha have my heart broken, and the one that I'll but live to? But why would your heart be broken? Yeah, why yeah, are you I falling know, in love right? with him? Yeah. So I'll give her like a nine on the WTF because she was an idiot. I think so. There's a lot. A lot. Like I think speaking. Uh, yeah, there's a lot. I think the whole story is kind of fucked up in a lot of different ways. Having the double kidnap, uh, the dad's already kind of imprisoning her, and and mm -hmm. also beyond that as well, the the choice and the reasons why she chose uh, them as well. Um, I think, and also it's um, with a lot of these stories, uh, it's also a mixture between gods and humans as well. Uh, so it's a, ni a nice mixture. Uh, so I think, I think maybe like an eight or something like that. What do you think? Sure. Well, yeah, eight. Yeah, I think eight's uh Applicable. Okay, so let's count it up. So, four for life skills, a record zero for morals. That's it's unprecedented. I stand by that. <laughs> Shove that up your pipe, Dan. <laughs> Stephen Fry didn't have to deal with this. <laughs> <laughs> uh, creativity, creativity is a six, and the WTF is uh, eighteen. Uh, is eight. So eighteen in total. Uh, out of forty. So that's quite low. Uh, but it's not the lowest actually. So. Uh, I think WTF kind of saved it in the end. So eighteen out of forty—that's that, fine. Uh, I—that <laughs> was the most stressful ranking I've ever done in my life. <laughs> Dan usually just goes with what I've, whatever I say, but because I'm the alpha male in, in out of the two of us. Yeah, I'm not no, sure. I'm the alpha. Yeah. <laughs> Don't hurt me. <laughs> Genuinely intimidated. <laughs> so. um... Laura, did you enjoy coming on, uh, being our one and only guest of Myths? I'm very grateful and I'm very glad that I was the person free today to do this for you. <laughs> <laughs> I, I am honestly, it's such a pleasure to have you on. And uh, uh, have you got any upcoming things that you want to, want to plug or um, um, where can people find you online as well? You can follow me on Twitter. You can uh, join my newsletter on my website, lauralex.co.uk. And you can look out for me on the Christmas special of Live at the Apollo this December. Yeah! Hooray for me! Uh, yeah, it's, I, I wasn't quite sure if we are going to reveal that on uh, on the podcast. But yes, uh, check out Live at the Apollo at Christmas time. And when did you record it, Laura? The funniest day ever. When did I record it? September 11th. Oh, yeah, I did. Yeah. Uh, yes. Yeah. Um, uh, it's not, How do I know your calendar better than mine? Um, yeah. I, Am I a fanboy? Uh, again, this isn't a podcast. I mean, you have somehow got into my house today, so... <laughs> <laughs> and Miss is not... <laughs> you made up a podcast to find out where I lived. <laughs> yeah, what I've done is actually I created 37 ep other episodes just for the Oh my God, have you actually recorded 37 episodes? Yeah. As, as in... <laughs> this is episode 38, so... Uh, yeah. Yeah. I, I thought this was just like an elaborate joke. Yeah. No, no, no. No, I'm just joking. I've listened to all of them and they're wonderful and lovely. And, uh, and support them on Patreon. Are you on Patreon? We're not, but please give us money. Um, um, yeah, just post it. <laughs> yeah, but post it to Laura's house and she'll forward it to me. Uh, so, um, Minus my commission. <laughs> yeah, just like... <laughs> you're my booking agent now. Mm -hmm. So, uh, Laura... Um, uh, as I said, people can follow you online. And whilst you're on Twitter, why don't you follow us at Miss Podcast? Um, I do. Yes, thank you, Laura. And uh, you can send us a tweet. Go, oh, we like this episode with Laura Lex. And also, um, why don't you also um, follow us on uh, Facebook as well, Miss Podcast. And if you want to get in touch with us and ask me any questions, or Dan, or I can forward it to Laura, uh, you can email us at misspodcast at gmail.com. 
Uh, with, do you reckon you're going to email us in, Laura? Post, post. Are you gonna? I, I, I imagine you're going to be quite engaged with us for the rest of um, the podcast. Yeah, I reckon. Yeah. I reckon I should have my own segment on the regular <gasps> podcast. Can you actually? Like, well, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure what it would be. But Feminist kind of... corner. With yeah. your <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean? Like, uh, we, it's already quite feminist. We, we, yeah, we're two true. white cis uh, heterosexual guys on the podcast. You know, like this, what? We, 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 this is what comedy needs nowadays. Um, uh, that'd be really cool. Like, could you could you be like our voice of reason from now on? Sure. Cool. Awesome. Um, but also, uh, we would also love you uh, if you can also give us uh, a rating on iTunes or however you listen to this. Give us a rating. Uh, if you can give us how many stars should I give us, Laura? Five, obviously. Thank you very much. Why would you waste your time rating something if you're going to be a dick about it? Go and do something else with your life. Yes, thank you. Uh, yeah, well, I was going to. I was, I was going to. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> let's not answer that, <laughs> please. Uh, but yeah, thank you so much for listening. It's been an absolute pleasure. And uh, uh, also, if you've got to this point where <laughs> we're asking you to review it and you're sitting there going, one star, no one should listen to it. Why have you put yourself through the whole episode <laughs> Tell you what, just I... to get to this bit? If you're still listening now, <laughs> you've had a great time. Don't be a miser. Give it five stars so that someone else finds it. <laughs> I, I, I produced a history and comedy uh, a history and comedy in several objects podcast with Ollie Double and Elspeth Miller. Uh, and someone's listened to about 12 of the episodes and then gave it a two-star review. I was like, what have you, why have you spent 12 hours listening mm. to this? Like, what's happened? Uh, Regardless, don't think about that. I didn't say that. Uh, it doesn't exist. Uh, just give us five stars and um, have a lovely life. Uh, Laura, have you anything, any final words you want to say for the podcast? Um, thank you for listening and thanks for having me on. Thank you very much. And uh, uh, do support that. Uh, see, uh, see you soon, I suppose. Um, that's not a strong <laughs> ending, is it? <laughs> uh, we'll see you next time, Laura. You can be You've been it. listening to The Myths Podcast with Matt Haas. Thanks for listening. Goodbye. <laughs> How is that a professional? You can't be professional on my podcast, my free podcast, Laura. Too late, I've already done it now. Ah. <laughs> I'll see you guys soon. Bye. Bye. Myths. Myths. in a South African street, if I'm only getting murdered, lol. Um, uh, just thought I'd check it in. Uh, I'm having a great time in Africa. I hope you're having a good time up north in the caravan, wherever you live now. I don't really know how to pay attention. Um, just want to let you know that, uh, good luck for episode 30-something. I'm very good at keeping count. 38? That's 38? 38. Good luck for season 38, or 39, whatever the one is. I don't really keep counting the episodes, you know what I'm like. Ha ha, damn, so funny. Um, yeah, good luck with it all. Um, I hope you have fun on your own. I'm not really sure how you're going to do it on your own. Um, but just promise me, and I know you did write in that email where you said you weren't going to do it with any guests. Because honestly, man, I, I would be upset if you did it with someone that wasn't me. Um, especially as a female, no offence. Um, so yeah, if you could, uh, if you could um, get back to me and uh, let me know whether that's... Oh, please... Just, anyway, I'll be, I'll be annoyed if you do it with someone else. Especially someone who's funnier than me. And more attractive than me. Ah, that's never gonna happen. See you later, man. Bye.